Hello, my name is Jiwoo. Welcome to episode three of The Proxy, a podcast by UW Coffee and Code designed to be your connection to the tech industry. This episode's guest is Rahul Mehta, a jack of all trades and a master of more than you would think. Rahul's background is colorful to say the least. He's dabbled in everything from nanomaterials to consumer product design, all while juggling a lucrative career in music production. His creative pursuits have led him to work with Noble Street Studios and collaborate with artists such as 21 Savage, Kelly, and Dizzy Rascal, to name a few. We talk about his process of navigating a meandering career path and what kind of cross-discipline thinking you can use to bridge the gaps between industries. If you're interested, stick around. Now I think we're live. So we're here on a on a ble- like a bleary Sunday for episode three. Um, today's guest, Rahul Mehta, of I don't even I don't even know because I hardly ever see you around anywhere. You're like a ghost. Stop leaving um, home. Yeah, you just stop leaving home. I feel like that's the fourth year motive at this point. Oh, it's been that for to, years, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean, you've been around the school longer than I am. Oh, that's not. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got it. Like, <laughs> no, we you're a little to. you're a little older than me, um, but not by that much. <laughs> not by so much. that's that's actually the first thing I wanted to bring it up is that you, I have heard, like you know this is one of those things I've I've heard whisperings around the <laughs> around the people about what kind of crazy career path you've had. So what I've heard is that you started in nano, and you worked. On some crazy nanomaterial? Is Al- that true? Almost. So I started in Tron, failed okay. immediately. I was like, F-. Oh, sorry, <laughs> hold on. I didn't ask if I could. Yeah. I'll, you can. I'll, it's I'll, too late. I'll keep it semi clean from now yeah, on. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, uh oh. And then I didn't want to waste the four months. So I mm-hmm. went straight into a nano science mm-hmm. uh, pre option, which is like on an unapproved term oh, okay. where I can collect credits, but they don't actually write off as an option until later. And then. Yeah, like two months into that, um, I just started working on a project that spun off into a short-term partnership with OSU. They got interested, then they ended up backing me. And then once I had money, I couldn't like, like Yeah, you're stop. committed at that yeah. point, right? Which so, is ironic. You went into school to find stability mm-hmm. and then you ended up being so good at it that oh, it man, caused you to leave. My whole life has <laughs> been, it's been all over the place. Yeah. But yeah, so we finished that project, we shipped it off and then they used it in their first uh, pilot paraplegic uh, rehabilitation tests. You so can find can those you videos. talk about so, what it is? Like, yeah, so it, in, in the simplest terms, it's a knit uh, and based material and, okay. we, and, and we re- how do I put this simply? Well, we, we redeveloped the integrity of the structure of the actual knit-knot bonds to form with carbon nanotubes. So you can imagine it as like a link of carbon nanotube, knit-knot, carbon nanotube, knit-knot. Mm. And that gave us fine enough actuation to actually use it to send uh, distributed pulses without crosstalk into the nerves. So normally with, with um, EEG or EMG, you can you get residual signal from around the point of detection or point of palpation. But with this, you don't because I can, I can send signal to every single knit and all strand independently and I can force adjacent knit and all strands to cancel noise. Right. So I can completely isolate parts of the detection path. And this all of like this, I'm going to let that science wave just wash over my brain. And so this all happened within your first two years of university within the no, first no, year. No, that was like, nine months or so. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's still less than a year. Like that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So that was yeah. nine months and then I kind of handed that off because uh-huh. I, I mean like it was fun, but you know, I was ready to go back to school and it was, I was already back in school. So then went back to school and yeah. that's, that's probably where that 
Rupert and then you from. started in mechatronics when you came back. Yeah. So then I did one uh, B. Right. Two. Uh, I can't a. believe you joined our class in one B. It feels like did a lot I? later than that, but apparently it was. Yeah, I guess you've been like around that. for a long. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. So you this like whole nano thing was this like um, like something that spun up out of passion, out of necessity. Like, how do you build the basis? Because I know you're in starting nanotechnology. There's, it's very difficult to find fundamental education that prepares you to like build a whole product and like make a whole thing out of it. Did I mean, it come from passive interest? Yes and no. But you, you and you would know pretty well too. I mean, you had Shaq on the last show, and he came from a level of understanding of fundamental biochem that was far beyond a lot of second years here. Yeah, that's true. It would, and it, I mean, that's basically high school for me too. It was comp eng and then material science. And that's like all I did. Mm. And then that kind of came together and let me do this quickly. Yeah, it didn't really take too much. I mean, there was a lot of reading, but like that's- yeah. When is there, when isn't there, yeah, right? So that's just like that's, that's that's what that's it standard. was. Damn. So while all of this is going on, were you juggling music? Because mm. I don't think a lot of people know you work professionally slash semi-professionally. I define professionally as in if you get paid, it's professional. <laughs> so you definitely worked professionally in music production and music mm-hmm. engineering, I guess. Was that going on at the same time? Yeah, that started in high school, like grade 11. So Damn. we started a small little production crew, I guess you could call it. Uh, and we were like, it was like six of us. Uh, at the time we were doing nothing but electronic music. And two of my friends knew the uh, managers at Monster Cat. Oh, nice. So like Darlington and yeah. some of them. Because they actually came to Waterloo too. Darlington's, I think, a systems graduate or something. Um, and we used to we used to push music out with their label on like the low. Oh, dang. Yeah. You, you, I mean, like you don't talk about that a lot, but like you've been doing this for a long time then. Yeah, it's been a while. Nice. So this kind of... I guess the thing that I'm getting is that like nothing ever starts from a bang. It's always like a process mm-hmm. from, and I think especially music is like one of those things. And so you're still continuing doing with me, like doing music. Yeah. That's one of the biggest dilemmas right now. There's really, a, I mean, we've generated so many options over the years, like things I could do, Ah, uh, yeah, which is nice, but it's yeah. also like a gift and a curse that you got to right. pick. Yeah. I'd love to keep music going, but I don't know. Professionally is a different world. You have to take like a leap of faith, just like anything else. So it'll, it'll always be a thing, but I just don't know if I'll ever stop doing other things to do, do it. And do you feel any pressure to like turn music? No, I think I'm lucky that way. Don't really have to stop. That's, that's been good. I mean, I've, you see so many people around here juggle so much more than just. Ah, that's a hard find. Like you, you've gone through a lot. You've worn a lot of hats. Let's put it that way. And you're, I mean, after, so after those, the stint when you returned back to mechatronics, then you started branching off into a whole bunch of like other stuff, right? Like you went into product design and other things. <laughs> yeah, that was also just a lot of chaotic energy. I'd say one thing I was lacking and still kind of lack is just like simple discipline. And I'm trying to pick that up from people around me. Like you, you'll notice that my friend group is just like, it's almost engineered and not, not in the cold or like heartless way. But I mean, you know, it's like you got you, Shaq, Sook, Jag. It's just, they're all monsters. Like there's, there's nobody subpar around me ever. I mean, you're the, the average of the, of your five best friends, right? Yeah, like that's, honestly. That's one of those things. And that's, that's probably the biggest thing over the last few years, just slowly understanding what makes good people good and successful. And it's, I think it's purely just discipline at this yeah. point. Like I see it in you for sure. I mean, I see it in Shaq for sure. Oh yeah. I, d- I can agree so, to that. Like one. everybody. Yeah. So you, you know, yeah. you really try to live yeah. up to that every day. So do you think that, um, I mean, the time you spent, and I don't mean in this, this in a bad way, right? Like the time you spent bouncing around, like was that helpful to you? Like productive in any way? I think one day you stop and say, yeah, right now I'm still a little bit like iffy on it. 
Mm. You could you could be a lot farther if you just commit to something. Yeah, but it's also like it's it's a good opportunity to take time to figure out what you don't like, right? Because then if the chance ever comes up where you're like, oh man, maybe I could try this on as a career, but you already know that you don't like it, then you don't have to waste the... That's fair. Know. I mean, there's trade-offs to everything. You can't do everything. You really can't do everything. <laughs> I mean, if my marks are any reflection of, yeah. of that story. Well, I mean, you know, we know how it is. Like oh. plenty of people have gotten their way without marks. It's like, not a huge deal. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm being totally honest, I have no regrets, but like, you know, you got to pick. You got to pick your battles. Mm-hmm. So where's your where's your Joe job heading now? Like no, the non music stuff, mm-hmm. the less underground stuff. Because so I know you're you've went from so you started in hard hard science, mm-hmm. juggling production and music at the same time. Then moved on to studying mechatronics while doing product management and design. And then now you're in finance. Sort of not really finance. Now I'm like, what's the word for it? Insane. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's my job title. Yeah, chief insane officer. Oh man, I wish, right? Uh, I don't know how to explain it. I'm like, where are you working? First of all, <laughs> I'm not really allowed to say. Oh, you're not. Yeah, is it's it still stealth. It's it's probably gonna be stealth. Till, okay, till I'm done there. But it is a financially oriented establishment. It's not. Okay, I was wrong. Even yeah, like okay. I, I'll try and I'll try and let me try and say it without saying it. We're basically a group of people headed up by one crazy dude who I won't give the name of, Mm. who has done well enough for himself that he can afford to give us all optionality to work on a crazy amount of projects. And I literally just spend all my time thinking about three or four of these projects at a time. One of which happens to be, I'd say the equivalent of a venture firm. Ah, interesting. So it's finance basically. One of, the end, one of the things is some, some other projects are like hard science yeah. projects. So I think that, so you found like your, your tribe in a yeah, way, a bunch so of people weird. that are also crazy that no don't idea. have any, you know, uh, commitment to a specific industry. It's super weird that there's people, there's like a collective of people out there that's make, that are making this work. I mean, I don't think it's that weird. Like you'd be surprised, weird. you know, like this is one of the things that I felt when I went into games. Like I, um, I always found people to be a little bit difficult to relate to in terms of like how much like I invest time into learning about video games and like how they're built and how they're designed. And then I went to work and I met all these people who are exactly like me. And I was like, holy shit, like this is my family, you know, because everybody else will, you know, nerd out about the netcode and smash as much as I do. Right. And it's you, it's your, it surprises you the first time it happens to you, but like you really appreciate it. When That's you fair. Know. It is a new feeling. Yeah. So it's, it's nice. I'm, li- I'm just like bathing in it for now. And for probably for the next two to three years at least. So I guess this kind of uh, the broad the broad studies of of many fields has helped you find a oh, job yeah, in sure. not having a specific yeah, specificity. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, interesting. So um, I guess on like an individual passion basis, and this you know new thing in general, like there's a point where you have to pick um, something that you're interested in passively, and you have to take a chance to turn that thing into a profession, right? Going from passion to profession is like a, a thing where you have to consciously decide, I'm going to put in the work. How do you make that decision? Tell, tell me if you think I'm wrong. I think our perception of how all that works is super skewed. Really? I don't even know if I could speak on it. Like, I mean, you're in front of a microphone. Now is the time to speak know, on it. I know, but I mean, like, I'm, there's, there's no validity to what I say. I mean, we live in a co-op environment where the optionality is like 100x what normal people get. I mean, that's just the world I live in. I think, I mean, it definitely helps if you sort of understand what you want to do and you can build on it over time. 
you can see how far that goes, especially with a lot of her friends. Like they started out almost completely blind. It was just a little candle, a little flame. Mm-hmm. And now they're like writing, writing like proto theses at Uber and like they're doing absolutely crazy stuff. You go back home and tell your friends and you're just like. But I think it's, it's not so much that it's a, uh, the opportunity presented to Waterloo students is definitely unique because of the co-op system, but I think it's just a compression of what most people yeah. do over like 10 100%. or five to 10 years of an, I don't want to say normal, but like of a, of a, like a full-time career. There's nothing right? wrong like, with normal, but yeah, like a hundred percent. We were just forced to think about it day in, day out yeah. for five years and yeah. it pays off. I mean, like right. as bitter as I am about this place, sometimes I definitely do understand how fortunate I've been to, yeah. to go through this whole thing. Like the co-op was definitely super, super worth it. Yeah, it's been good. So, I don't know, like, did you going into any of these fields, like, how do you, um, how do you have like the foresight to understand where you need to go? You know what I mean? Like, cause like one of the things for me is like, if I'm trying to learn something, if I'm so lost or new to a topic where I don't even know the basics to ask the right kinds of questions to move on, you know what I mean? How do you like figure out like, oh man, like I want to try this music thing, but then, you know, like, I don't know the first thing about music or like any of the tooling and stuff. Like, how do you be like, you know, I'm committed to doing this. It would have been good to put this right out there, but I think the thing I've become good at is collecting people, and uh, those people enable me. To you know do, who also says that? Who? Like Max, who is the he's the CEO of Normal who, yeah. that I used to work with. He says the exact same yeah. thing. Like if you meet cool people, yeah, that's that's literally been my like strongest skill over the last four years is just collecting people and keeping them interested enough <laughs> in knowing me over like long enough that my optionality is now just like I can't even see the end of it. Could go anywhere. I could do whatever I want at this point, but yeah. and you know, again, like I said, at that point, all you do is you just chase it aggressively until it either burns out or you lose interest, and then you move on. But you, you should never have to do something. That, that's for sure. You're gonna spend like, again, linearly, you're gonna spend twice as long on it. You're gonna get the same amount out of it, and you're gonna be frustrated because you took so long to figure it out. Like, I've tried and failed so many things. It sounds super cliche now that I've said it out loud, but like I tried web dev to the point of doing like six like Udacity courses. Like I did a, a non-credited degree in it and I was like, I hate it. I did the same thing for design. And it just gets stale at some point. You, you know enough that like you can talk to people, but you're not an expert by any means, but you just keep doing that until something sticks. Mm. And if you're super unlucky, nothing's ever going to stick. Yeah, And then you'll find a group of crazy people yeah, when exactly. That's okay. And then and then you turn that into the thing, yeah. right? Interesting. So I'm curious, is it like um on an industry per industry basis, like that that uh theory of like collecting people and like the community effort to build things? Cause you know, in the real world in professional development, like nothing is ever done from scratch. Very few things are mm-hmm. done from scratch with no help at mm-hmm. all. But I know some fields are a little bit like more competitive and secretive between people for others. Like is music that way versus like engineering? I think you can find that issue anywhere, right? Really? I I imagine so. I mean, like, I see a lot of part of part of what I do day to day is look at a lot of startups, Mm. and I could go off on a huge tangent here, but I'll make it really quick. For example, I appreciate that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. In in the antibiotics biospace, there's a huge issue right now because of how much segmentation there is. But when these trials for these drugs are actually validated, they're usually combinations of like. Uh, valid therapeutic targets that actually end up working. So if that's analogous, if you look at that in music, same thing. I mean, like some people are in it for themselves, but I don't think I could ever get as far as I've gotten without pulling in the people I have. 
and some sometimes destroying the idea of tears in my head. Like I don't worry about who's better. What I does just, that mean? Destroying like, the idea of tears. I mean, at some point you have to stage yourself. Like, am I better than this person or not? And you have to ask yourself that question oh, to I make a tough decision. Like, tear, when you, cause you know, you're, you're a hip hop producer. When you said tears, I just thought of like, like rappers with tears tattooed nah. on their faces. <laughs> you mean like actual tears yeah, of yeah, like yeah. levels. Okay. Okay. You have to make tough decisions sometimes like to move forwards. But like at some point you just ask, what's this person good at? Uh, do I enjoy working with them? And again, like just comes back to people. So I haven't really asked myself these questions a lot. I just focus on the person and the people. And if I like genuinely enjoy working with them, then I'll spend as much time as I need to with them. Nice. And it kind of gets rid of like, the complexities of a lot of the stuff I've been juggling. People. Yeah, just people engineering. There you people go. People engineering. Yeah. I should have been, mm. should have taken that. Yeah. So, I guess then now that you've, are, so my question to you then is, are you uh, like satisfied, like are you committed to this stealth startup or stealth corp- corporation in which they're doing this kind of thing? Like is is this the end? Like is this your ideal career? <laughs> Such a loaded question, you know it. There's I know, no yeah, way absolutely. But that, because you're going to talk a lot about it, that's great for the show. Who knows, man. I mean, like I, I, I think even Shaq mentioned it on a show from when Avro started to where it's at now it might as well not be called Avro anymore. Yeah. Like it is, it's a different beast altogether. And like you're, you know, 2020 hindsight last year, I had almost no clarity on what was coming up. Post-grad was kind of like a nervous thing. Wasn't really sure what I was going to do. Thought I'd be applying to a lot of places and like guerrilla interviewing. But yeah, like six months later, that question's not even in my head anymore. So you, you'd be content with this being like your full-time job outside of graduation? Uh, that was the question. No, I, I think basically what I'm getting at is that I'll never know. Mm. I'm, I'm just so convinced that it's completely out of my hands. Do you want to know? Like, do you, th- do you thrive in this chaos of like not? Is it, it's kind of like a quiet chaos, right? Like, yeah. You, and like you are that kind of person who tends to, and this is not a bad thing. Like you keep things to yourself. And like, I, I really respect that about you is then like a lot of people, um, when they build something, the first thing you do is they tell everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the one of the worst things you can do for yourself because the first thing you should do is shut up, finish <laughs> it, and then you can go tell everybody. Because the feeling of telling people that you're working on something is the same feeling as finishing something and telling people yeah, you're working on something. You stop working on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You stop working on it. Yeah. I guess if you were to chalk all that up, just don't get content, don't get complacent, mm-hmm. and you know, don't worry about what's next because like, I honestly don't think I have that much control over what's going to happen next. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, like, um, I guess the question is, do you want to be done? Nah. No? Nah, Never? No way. no way. There's so much left to do. I mean, again, like, we keep going back to people. I just see people do exceptionally well in everything I dabble in. So like, that's kind of where a lot of that optionality comes from. Like, music-wise, I started with friends in high school who were who'd never touched an audio workstation before and are now, like, flying for it professionally. Damn. And I'm in I'm in school, and these were people that I was like showing how to do little things. So I mean, it, uh, again, this isn't to be better at all, but it's just cool that there's no end to this optionality. And they stuck; they just stuck with it, yeah. for long enough yeah. where that it became really good. Do you find yourself then like, um, 
ever connecting these people across these different disciplines? Like, do you introduce them to each other or is it just that like you find yourself the common link between all of them? That's definitely a pet project going forward. I haven't figured out how to do it yet. Just teaching, introducing people to other people? Yeah. Oh, really? Well, I mean, you're Kingmaker then. Like, I guess. What else do you want to be? Yeah, I guess. That's all I really want to be at the end of the day. Hard skills are really important to have. I don't think I can undervalue that. I just don't think I get enough like personal satisfaction out of developing Really? serious hard skills I have I mean in the past but like it it just doesn't keep rolling for some reason what do you define as hard skill then well I mean even knowing how to like do platform development from scratch understanding like a lab based by like biochem from scratch like anything like that engineering I always hit a wall much faster than other people it might be you know by virtue of moving faster on things but like I eventually hit a wall and I just I mean, like, I feel like hard skills is once you learn enough about your skill set. Because at the end of the day, it's all just tooling, right? Like mathematics, engineering, computer science, especially computer science. It's just a tool that we use to solve much more like nebulous, analogous things. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like how do we get people from place A to place B? And how do we change the future of transportation? I keep using transportation as as examples (laughs) in these episodes, but it's like the one that I know. And And like games, right? Like games are you know very uh, not hard in that way and I think once you get to that point where you've mastered the hard skills it's up to you to be like creative yeah right for sure no again I wasn't deterring from them at all it's, mm-hmm. it's I've I've focused more on what happens after in my time so I'm just like trying to make things happen there and again that's where the whole kingmaker thing is mm-hmm. figure out where where I can move people yeah figure out all going. the all the smart people stand next to them and eventually you'll figure it out you'll figure it out right yeah, yeah. It's like, so, oh man, I, I, we're running out of time, but I do want to ask you this then, like surrounded by all these kinds of people. And it's something I asked Shaq too, like mm-hmm. does imposter syndrome ever get to you? It used to. Oh, it used but to. I think, wow. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. But I mean, not anymore. But it keeps you going a little bit, but at some point they've, you, you know, the, you, everyone turns around and they spend time like reflecting on the things you've pulled off too. And, you know, as long as, again, you don't, you're not complacent, you'll pull something off. Really? So I don't know. I mean, like, I I had the virtue of being a little bit older than everybody when they came in, so I'd already done stuff. People used to ask me like a lot of questions about things I had no idea about, like what should I do? What should that I do happens for to me at a at like on a daily basis yeah. at work. People are like, "Can you do this?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Can I?" <laughs> and you got to kind of figure yeah. it out. And you just try it. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, so I think we're running on 22 minutes, but we can cut it. I mean, do you have anything you want to talk about? No, it's all good. I think. I think that's a solid episode of like figuring things out by not knowing anything in mm-hmm. a way. And then, you know, not underestimating the power of people, right? Like that's something I'm so glad we're getting a lot of wholesome content. It's <laughs> like Shaq's thing. And then now you're like, go finding, finding good people to help you. Except my immediate profanity at the start of the show. It's fine. It's fine. Just, Just make it a tone. little bit louder. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, it's a great episode. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. a pleasure. Yeah, I guess this is a, the end of episode three and we'll catch y'all later. See ya. All right, that's it for episode three. Hope you enjoyed. As always, if you like what you heard, follow us wherever you found us and give us a shout on Facebook. This episode is sponsored by the University of Waterloo's Mathematics Endowment Fund and of course, UW Coffee and Code. I also want to give a special thanks again to Rahul. His audio engineering skills helped make this show possible and you wouldn't be hearing this without him. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.